Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to episode 22 of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime? I'm Rachel. And I'm Krista. This week, because we're still quarantined. That we are. And it's been extended for us Mm. in the state of Washington till May 31st. Yes, that for me. I mean, if we do go back June 1st, how long is that going to be for you being from home? For me, I started the first week of March. So that'll be like, what, three whole months for me? I, yeah, wow. Uh, I started my... I think I started on in April. I started early April because I was okay. I got pulled out. Um, at, I got pulled to an extra thing which required me to go to work. So it was like mid-April, oh, right? I think I by the time. That. Yeah. So for me, it'll be like a month and a half. That's still that's a long time to be home. Mm-hmm. So uh, sticking with our quarantine theme, yeah. this week we're doing I'd rather be, and then we picked our books based on the title of something we'd rather be doing. Yeah, so would like finish the sentence. May not actually be what we would rather be doing because I'm going to say I would not rather be this girl in my book, but I would rather be at like the thing that my book is around. The title, yes. The rest not, of the book, no, no, not at all. No, no, yeah. So I picked. I'd rather be the girl on the beach. And I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah. Although I knew it wasn't going to be because let's be <laughs> real. I filtered it by like mystery. <laughs> oh, it's not, this, it, this is not like a beach rom-com book. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. So I picked the girl on the beach by Tracy Buchanan. And this is a long ass audiobook because I currently basically do audiobooks with working and everything. It's just easier. Like I can do laundry and I can do dishes and like all that stuff while I'm reading or listening. So <clears throat> this is a very long audiobook. <laughs> Let me just say. So I really like how detailed this author is. Um, I think that, I mean, I don't, I didn't quite finish it. I have about two hours left, maybe two and a half, but there's so much happening. I don't know where she's going with this. Like, usually I can predict at least to some degree what's going to happen, but I have no idea, like, how this is going to wrap up. So I'm very excited to tell you about how this book goes so far. Yeah. So this book alternates chapters between two women, Amber and Gwyneth. So Amber is in current time, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, 2017, 2018. That's around when the book was released. I'm listening to it, so every now and then I like miss the like time stamp that they give you at the beginning of the chapter. Mm-hmm. So Amber's around 2017, 2018, and then there's Gwyneth, and she's based in 1989. At least that's where her story starts. Um, you do also see her in like 2001-ish, so like there's a little bit of time progression there with Gwyneth, but basically it alternates chapter to chapter, Amber, Gwyneth, Amber, Gwyneth. So this book kicks off, I'm going to tell you about Amber first, and then we're going to okay. talk about Gwyneth. Because it starts with Amber. So Amber lives in this small town in the UK. I don't know exactly where. I've heard them say like Winterton a few times. So I'm going to guess it's like a made up cute little town. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> it sounds like a made up cute little town. Yeah. And so Amber is like a divorced, like 30 something year old woman. And she runs this little shop and the shop like depends on tourism in order to survive. She like buys like uh, old, like, 
things that people don't want, you know, and then like decorates them. So she's basically an artist. Hmm. So she like completely redoes like stools. So they're cute little side tables and like, she'll like make like blankets out of like local, like wool and shit. So her shop is like very like homey, but also like, as you can imagine, she doesn't sell a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not somewhere like tourists probably buy stuff in the summer, but for the winter, it's pretty dead. So it's winter time when this book starts and Amber is trying to figure out like, okay, the Christmas rush of tourists is going to come. Like, how can I stay afloat until springtime when like we actually have steady tourists? So Amber's planning on just like going to work that day. Like she normally does and painting. Uh, she's going to like repaint the whole hut or whatever, and, like rearrange. So she's got like a cute little Christmas scene or whatever. And so <clears throat> Amber's just going about her life. Like I said, she's been divorced for about 10 years, so she's by herself. She lives with her mom and her aunt, but uh, she has, like, a cute, quiet little life in this little town. It seems, like, very chill, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do find out at the, pretty early that Amber has, like, a major disability, though, that makes this cute little life extra challenging. So yeah. when Amber was four, she got caught in, like, a winter storm. She, like, snuck out because she wanted to see snow, and she got caught in a winter storm, and so she lost all of the fingers on her left hand oh no so <laughs> from frostbite yeah oh no that's so she, terrible she, so like the fact that like she's an artist who like restores old pieces to sell is like an extra challenge because she only has one good hand yeah and so like she's taken over the store from like her family it's a family like top uh it's like generation to generation like her mom and her aunt used to run it but they decided they wanted to retire because they're in their older age um, and so like her mom and aunt still like come by all the time though. And like her biggest issue is that like her mom and her aunt will talk to the customers and then like sell stuff to the customers, but for like half price. Oh, and Amber's like, you need to stop. <laughs> like you don't run the store anymore. And like, it's asinine. You charge 50 for this blanket. And she's like, that's the going rate. So like her mom and her aunt are like trying to convince her to be on Etsy. So like, they've got this like really cute little rapport and I love that. Um, so Amber's like starting to like work on her like Christmas decorations and like redoing stuff and her mom and her aunt are just like being their goofy little like I don't know it's like an old hen you know what I mean mm -hmm. like yeah. just like the image you get from like two old hens just like chattering away like I loved it yeah like, just, selling like, things for like half price stuff. because oh my gosh you're adorable and you deserve it yeah that was unnecessary it's extortion <laughs> um so amber's like just like listening to them talk and like living her life and all of a sudden she sees this girl on the street like coming up from the beach and she was like oh like she kind of looks like maybe she's like a little distraught like she's kind of from afar and she's like focusing on this girl for a little bit because her mom and her aunt start talking about her and they're like oh she's probably just like drunk or whatever you know like it's a small town there's not a lot to do here like you did that when you were younger ha 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 like that kind of shit and she's like no no i think there's something really wrong like her tights are torn she's not wearing a coat she's just wearing a dress and like it's freezing out like it's winter time yeah and so amber rushes to her and the girl is like extremely confused and she sees that there's like blood coming out behind her ear Ooh. yeah so they call an ambulance um amber gets this girl to the hospital and the hospital's like we're gonna take care of her don't worry about it go back to work like we'll update you or whatever so Amber just goes back to work and is like, I'm just going to, you know, back to live my life, painting my damn hut. <laughs> and she can't stop thinking about it because seeing this girl who they're not sure how old she is, they're guessing like maybe between like 15 and 18, mm -hmm. not positive. Uh, so seeing this girl like 
stoked Amber's maternal like instincts because Amber had a daughter who actually died uh, oh. a decade ago, which is why yeah. she got divorced because like her and her husband just like she couldn't cope. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter got like a fever and really sick. Her husband was a physician and he was like, no, it's fine. Like there's a, there's a cold going around this year. Like a lot of kids have it. She's going to be okay. Like, and then in the middle of the night, it just got bad and she got like rash all over her and her daughter passed away. So seeing this girl who was in need and probably roughly the same age her daughter would be, you know, Mm -hmm. she like felt the need to care for her. And also she was like, if it was my child, like this girl doesn't have any family around. Like she doesn't remember her name. This girl remembers nothing, like has no idea why she's there. So Amber feels like compelled to like be there for her. So Amber goes back to the hospital. <laughs> she just like closes her shop. Like it's just like, it's not good because like she's already struggling like money wise, but like she just drops everything in her life to go help care for this girl. And so she's at the hospital. And unfortunately her ex-husband is actually a doctor at this hospital. No. So she encounters him and like, It kind of seems like they're still into each other. It was just, like, the trauma made it, like, so they were unable to continue to be married. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's obviously something going on there. But, like, Amber's focus is really just, like, I want to help this girl, like, recover her memories and figure out what happened to her and why she's here and get her home. Because it's almost Christmas time. So, Amber starts doing things like trying to help this girl jog her memory. This girl, all she has on her is, like, a little notepad. And, like, the clothes on her back. And the clothes the police investigate are just from, like, a super generic department store. So they have no idea. Sucks. Um, And then in the notepad, though, there's, like, drawings. And she was like, oh, like, are you an artist? And the girl was like, I don't know, maybe. And so the girl starts, like, drawing more. And she starts, like, drawing this lodge. And Amber was like, oh, like, is this where you're from? Is this your house? Like, what do you remember about this? She's like, I don't know. But I think something bad happened here. And she's just like, okay, like, let's try to figure it out. And so Amber spends like every single day with this girl because the doctors are like, you know, it could take a few days. It could take months for her to recover her memories. Like usually it's like long-term first, right. And then Mm short-term later. Um, So Amber brings in like a bunch of like candy and like snacks and stuff. And she's just like, all right, let's try to figure out what you like and see if anything gets triggered, which is super clever. Yeah. You know, like that totally makes sense. Like your taste memory is really good, like better than your normal memory. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You ever smell a smell? Ugh. Right. Like sometimes there are smells. I'm just like, oh my God, this reminds me of a thing and I cannot. Mm-hmm. So Amber starts like spending all of her time with this girl and the girl recalls, uh, she eats a gingerbread cookie and she was like, I think I know what this is. And so she takes a bite of the gingerbread cookie and then she like immediately throws it on the ground. And she was like, oh my God, something bad happened to me last time I had this cookie. And Amber's like, okay, what happened? And this girl, because thus far, all she can remember is that there was, like, a bearded man. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, were you abducted? Like, what's the deal here? Like, who's the bearded dude? So after she had a bite of the cookie, she was just like, I saw the bearded man, but he wasn't hurting me. But we were both scared. But he was reaching towards me and saying Lumen. Like, like, Lumen, like, L-U-M-E-N, but like a name. Huh. Like it was a name. And she's like, I yeah. think it's my name because it feels right. Like seeing that memory feels right. And so they think her name is Lumen, which is unique. So they're like, oh, perfect. Like if you're in a missing persons database, Lumen is unique. Like we're going to totally find you. And they find nothing. Mm. So they're in the UK, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. So Amber is getting frustrated because she really wants Lumen to remember her memories. And because day after day of not remembering anything, Lumen's getting like deteriorated, just like in a like frustrated kind of way. You know what I mean? Like she's just like not as excited and she's mm-hmm. like having a hard time just like staying focused. And yeah, she doesn't just, really like, want to do it anymore. Just kind of giving up basically. Yeah. So, like, just, like, her overall demeanor has, like, really deteriorated, and she's kind of, like, been more withdrawn. And so Amber's getting frustrated because it's been, I think at this point, it's about 10 days, and she hasn't really remembered much other than, like, little stuff from her childhood. Like, she remembers going fishing, but, like, she doesn't remember where, like, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so the police are like, well, you no longer need to be in a hospital, but we don't know how old you are, so we can't really put you into, like, the system. Like, you could be over 18, but you could be under 16. Like, we are, we're not positive. Yeah. So, like, this girl, like, the only, like, real description you get of her is she's got this, like, long, pale, blonde hair with blue streaks in it. And it's just, like, based on the blue streaks, I'm going to guess over 16. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. But, like, they don't know. And there's no, like, medical test to, like, find out for sure. Yeah. So Amber was like, well, I will take her in then. Like, she can come stay with me. And they were like, well, we can't really let you do that, especially if she is a minor, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. there are implications there. And so they end up transferring her to psych, thinking that, like, a psychotherapist is going to be able to help her recover the memories more quickly, like, by doing some, like, special stuff. Which I guess makes sense, like, in her situation. Um, but as soon as she gets transferred to psych, like Amber is just like, she's not doing well there. Like she's having a hard time. Like she goes to talk to her and she like barely says anything. And she just like stares at the wall, you know, she was like, it's not helping. And so Amber takes the notebook that Lumen has been drawing in and starts going through all of the pictures again, because the police have looked through it and they were just like, this could be anywhere. Like it's a lake in a lodge, you know? Yeah. Like it could be anything. And so she finds a picture that she hadn't seen before. So maybe Lumen had just drawn it and there's a waterfall and she's like, Oh, like at least that narrows it down. Like where's a waterfall. So Amber goes and does all this research and she finds like a place in the Scotland Highlands where she was like, perfect. Like this, I don't like, I'm, I'm not finding a lodge exactly like this, but like the area looks right. And so she brings a bunch of the pictures back to Lumen the next day. And she was like, what do you think? Like, does this seem familiar? And she's like, yeah, like this does. She's like, I don't know why or how, but like, I feel like I've been here. And so the doctors and the police are not convinced. They're just like, well, it could just be like a childhood memory. Like a lot of people in the UK go to Scotland, you know, for summer holiday. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know. Um, But uh, Amber's convinced and Lumen's convinced that like she's been there and it's like recent. So Amber (laughs) decides, I'm just going to risk it that she's over 18 and I'm going to take her. So she takes her out of the hospital and they start driving to the Highlands. That's a bad idea. And her car breaks down. So we're getting to the point in Amber's timeline where she's about to, like, start to figuring things out. So I don't want to, like, get any farther in Amber. But we're going to talk about Gwyneth now. Because between Amber's story, we're alternating to Gwyneth in 1989. And Gwyneth, most of her story takes place in a lodge on a lake in the Scotland Highlands. Oh, shit. So I don't know yet how exactly these cross, but this is what Gwyneth's story is so far. So Gwyneth is, I think she's like 22. She's about 22, 23. And she's like a wildlife documentarian. And she does like behind the camera stuff. So she's not like the talent, but she does like the pictures and all that shit. So she had like some big falling out with her family when she was like 14 and ended up like 
working at her aunt's motel for a while where she met this wildlife documentarian that was really famous, I guess. And she was like good with the camera. And so he like took her under his wing at 16. And so she's been doing this for like seven or eight years. So like, this is just like her life. Um, and so it's winter time and she's in Scotland, even though she's from London and Christmas to her is just another day. Cause she's, uh, we don't, I, I honestly don't know how yet because they haven't explained it. They're very withholding with details but she's estranged from her family, basically. Mm-hmm. Something, she did something as a kid and her family couldn't forgive her for it. And I don't know what, but I'm going to guess it's not good. Yeah, no. So <clears throat> Gwyneth is just like doing filming over Christmas. So it's Christmas Eve and she's filming and she sees this big bird fly over this like frozen over lake. And so she's like following this bird across this lake and she falls into the lake. <sighs> yeah. Terrifying absolutely Mm -hmm. terrifying and so like while she's there like i mean she's you know doing some subconscious stuff but then all of a sudden somebody pulls her from the water and it's this like big dude with a beard big bearded dude Uh i was like okay there are some connections here between amber's story and gwyneth's story so like i don't know exactly what happens but weird shit goes down because keep in mind it's also like 15 20 years apart Mm -hmm. 25 so he pulls her from the lake and he was like, oh my God, are you okay? Like my family has a lodge just up over here. And so she can see like the lodge kind of in the distance a little bit. And he's like, come inside. Like we're going to get you warm. I don't want you to have hypothermia, like all this stuff. So she goes inside and there's this like big family gathering basically. And they were like, oh, it's Christmas Eve. We're just having our usual family gathering. I, they're a big Scottish family. I think they were called like the McCulloughs. Like, O-U-G-H at the end, McCullough. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, so she was just like, oh, okay, like, I really don't want to impose. It's Christmas. Like, Christmas doesn't matter to me. And she tells them her family's dead because she doesn't want to explain whatever it is. She doesn't want to explain to the reader. Mm -hmm. She was like, but sure, like, I'll get changed. Like, that would be great. So she goes to this house, and I think there's, like, four brothers there's a mother father who are like in their 60s and the mom is like very clearly the matriarch who's in charge (laughs) and then like a couple sisters and sister-in-laws so like it's like a pretty big family gathering in this like house and she was like I feel like I'm imposing like thank you for the warm clothes like I'm gonna get back to my car and they're like no 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 like definitely stay like did you see we have candles in our window like that's what you do at Christmas to welcome strangers into your home And she's like, okay, like, I guess you're just really nice. So she tries to go back to her car, but her car's dead, which I felt like was suspicious. Could you, or it could just be that it's really cold out. It is very cold. So there's that, like, I haven't given, been given any real reason to think it was suspicious, but I don't know. I just have a feeling that maybe later they might explain that that was suspicious. Um, and they're like, oh no, I guess you have to stay. So she ends up staying for Christmas, like with his family and it's cute. Like she does like a bunch of their traditions with them. Like they keep a fire going all night to like keep bad spirits away for the next year and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she becomes like really attached to one of the guys and his name is something I wrote down, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> oh my gosh. What's his name? Wasn't I keep it like- wanting to call him Danny, but it's not it. It starts oh. with a D. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Dylan. Oh, okay. she's into Dylan. Okay. I should remember this because one of his brothers is Cole. It's like Dylan and Cole Sprouse. I can remember <laughs> this now. 
I got it. Okay. So one of the guys is married, and but the one who saved her is not. He's like a very single, like kind of like beefy mountain manny dude. Like she describes him as like very attractive, but like he's taken over his family business because his dad had some like health issues, you know. But he like also does wood carving, so he's also very creative and very sweet. And so like she falls for this guy like over the two days that she gets stuck there, you know, and she loves his family, but like you can tell that there's some family drama. But no one will tell her, like, what the drama is. Because she's a stranger, you yeah. know. But it seems like something major has happened. Like, big. So she doesn't want to push or anything. And then, like, one of his sisters seems really upset in the middle of the night. Because she goes outside because she hears crying. And she sees one of his sisters, like, standing at the edge of the lake, like, in a nightgown. In the middle <laughs> of the night. On yeah. Christmas. Like, it's not good. And so, like, she's concerned, and she's feeling like she's intruding on, like, a very, like, private family situation. And so, uh, the next night, the sister actually, like, falls into the river or jumps in or the lake. And so, they pull her out of the river, and she's like, okay, I'm out. Like, I'm into this dude, and, like, we've now had, like, a romantic thing happen because they've kissed or something. But, like, I'm intruding. Yeah. <laughs> like there's family drama happening and I don't know how to be involved and I don't know how to be like on the sidelines of this. So she leaves. She just straight up leaves her house. So a day and a half later, she's been with his family two days, I guess. And uh, she just like leaves a note on Dylan's bed that was like, here's my number. Like give me a call. So fast forward a year and a half is the next time you even see Gwyneth. So 2001, because mm -hmm. this was 1989 Christmas. Yeah. So January of 2001, She's filming a wildlife documentary. So all, this whole time, though, I'm thinking, like, did she get pregnant? Like, is Lumen her baby from this weird <laughs> little affair? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, we jumped to 2001, no baby. That wasn't it. Okay. Um, so she gets to 2001, and this guy's brother, Cole, shows up at this, like, documentary she's filming. And she's like, hey, what up? Why are you here? How'd you find me? And he was just like, Cole's been missing, or Dylan's been missing for a couple months. like we thought maybe you would, he was here like with you. So we like hunted you down. Cause like, she's well known enough at this point because of her associations that like people generally know where she is. Like they tried hard enough. So she's like, that's kind of weird. And also like, he's married with a kid and he's been like flirting with like one of the like waitresses at like a ho like the hotel that he met her at. And she was like, no, I haven't seen Dylan. Like, I guess you wasted a trip. Like, and so I'm starting to be a little suspicious of this brother that like something wonky is going on with him. Because Lumen at one point does say that, like, the bearded man isn't the one she's afraid of, but there's another one who looks like him, but doesn't have a beard. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's Cole, because, like, now they're alluding to, like, him having, like, some kind of weird affair going on, but also him um, and Gwyneth, so... Gwyneth is like, nope, Dylan's not here or whatever. And he was like, oh, okay, fine. Like, I'll be in town for a couple days. Like, let's hang out. And so they hang out and they actually end up like at his client's house because their family business is like building like these really nice log cabins, basically. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so he was like, well, the reason I'm actually here is that like, I'm supposed to like meet with a client that like we've already built their house and like, they're supposed to like give us good PR or whatever. Like there's some like weird client meeting. And so he was like, well, that's the house. Like, let's go in. Let, let me ask him if I can see the house while I'm here, even though our meeting's tomorrow. Like I just happened to drive by it. Happened to drive by it. Did you? No. I don't know. I'm very suspicious of everything because nothing is tied together at this point. Yeah. And so she was like, oh, yeah, sure, like, let's go into the house. So they go into the house, and lo and behold, they're having, like, a party 
and Dylan is there. And she was like, hey, the guy she had like a thing with, his brother. Who's missing. Who's been missing. And he was like, oh, like the guy who owned the house, the client was just like, oh, I told Dylan he could invite you today. He's like, you didn't know that? And Cole is like, no, I had no idea Dylan was here, was in contact with you. Like, we have not been able to find him. Like, and he hasn't contacted anyone in the family. And so like Dylan's there and he was like, oh, I just needed to get away and like all this stuff. And like, even when they had that first family gathering, that Gwyneth like crashed when she was trespassing, she like felt like he was kind of detached from them. Like there was something like he didn't want to be a part of. And his brother had like alluded to like him, like kind of not wanting to spend time with his family. Hmm. So I'm just like, what is going on with his family? So they run into Dylan and like Dylan and Gwyneth are like obviously still into each other. And like, she reads more into it than like, (sighs) he seems to act like, because like she like floats, like I'll take some time off of being a documentarian so like we can spend some time together because I've been doing this for a long time anyway. So I want to take a break. And he was just like, oh, like this is just fun. And she was just like, wow, that's not the impression that I got considering everything that happened. But apparently he like never got her note. Like the note that she left when she like ditched. Yeah. He never got that note. So I'm hmm. like, okay, who took the note? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like she left it for him specifically. So who took the note? So like at this point, there's a lot of like very sketchy stuff going on with this little family that she's starting to figure out. Cause like when she did leave, she went to their closest neighbor's house. Cause there was like a farmhouse, like half a mile behind them or something. Mm-hmm. And when she pointed it out one time, they were like, Oh yeah, like we don't know them. We don't talk to them. But when she left because her car was still dead, she went to that house and she was like, Hey, like my car broke down. Like I was over at this person's house, but like, they've got some stuff going on. Like, can you help me? And they were like, stay away from that family. Yeah. Right. And so like, once she meets back up with the brothers, the brothers get into this like big fight about how like, well, this thing happened, but they don't say what the freaking thing is. Something (laughs) happened that everybody witnessed. And that's why the one brother has the wife because he had to marry her because she saw the thing happen and they weren't going to be able to get her to not say anything about the thing. So I'm like, okay, did you hurt somebody? Like, so at this point, basically, I'm very close to, like, all of the pieces crossing over because mm-hmm. Amber and Lumen are almost to Scotland, and I'm, like, getting to, like, the point where, like, the brothers are going to have to explain things to Gwyneth. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see where this goes. I am honestly extremely impressed that I have no idea where they're going with this. I'm going to guess one of the brothers is, like, a murderer or something, but I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So it's very intriguing. There's a lot of twists and turns. There's a lot of detail. Like, I've been very impressed with this book so far. So thus far, unless it's like a super letdown of an ending, <laughs> like four out of five star. Absolutely. Nice. Okay, good. See, I told you it was a long ass book and I haven't even finished it quite. Like, yeah. there's so much to this book. That's insane. <gasps> yeah. I don't feel like there's as much to mine, like as you're giving all the details. I was like, I don't think I have this much stuff to say about mine. This book was crazy ass. I'm looking forward to hearing yours. So I would rather be on the guest list because at this point, I just want to go do anything. Like I would go to a baby shower. (laughs) Any guest list. At this point. I don't even care. Wow, that's big for you. I want to be invited somewhere with people. That's fair. That's all I want. So it is the guest the guest list by Lucy Foley is I think how you say her last name. Okay. Um, and so it's set in Ireland on like this teensy tiny little freaking island 
kind of by uh, Cameron. I think Cam- I think that's how you say it. I don't know. So I looked it up and then I forgot already. That's uh, okay. But so this little island that it's on, the, the, basically the whole premise is the guest list is uh, the guest list of a wedding for this like couple on this teeny island. And there used to be people who lived on this island forever ago and basic, and then they all finally left. And now this island is like cursed. And there's like the whisperings of like all the people who died on this island who are still buried there. And then this couple bought it. Or, yeah, I think they bought the entire island, or maybe they bought the folly that is on the island. And they are turning it into, like, this upscale place where they want people to come have weddings, and they do everything. And so the wedding is uh, Jules and Will, and they are, like, they have, like, a ton of money. Like, Jules is, like, the owner of, like, some internet magazine, and Will is the um actor on a show called survive the night which is basically like man vs wild i think is kind of what it is okay um and so the book kind of follows all uh like the characters that are on it so there's like the main group who are like the wedding party and then on the day of the wedding there's gonna be like 150 extra people there and the you know like from the back of the book that there is a murder that happens and so the book pretty much starts like on the day of the wedding night. So it like starts with the, the now is the wedding night and it starts with like the power goes out because there's this big windstorm and then there's just a scream in the night. Well, that's not what you want to hear on your wedding. Yeah. And then you jump to the next chapter, which is like the day before and it cuts between a couple people's different uh, perspectives of like what's going on. So you have, hannah the plus one and so she is married to charlie and charlie is like best friends with jules the bride uh they were like they met when she was 16 and he was 18 and they like like she always had a crush on him but like nothing really ever came up of it and you don't know if they slept together or not like like hannah the wife of charlie is like yeah i don't know i could never bring myself to ask and then like later on like rather not know one of like the ushers is like do you guys ever sleep together and then like neither of them answer it but they're always like flirty together and she's like yeah i don't know it's a yes um yeah yeah you're like it's pretty much yeah if you won't say no it's a yes yeah and then you go you get the um jules is another one who has her own chapter the bride and then you get Olivia, who is the bride, the only bridesmaid, and she is the younger half-sister of Jules, so I think Jules is like 34, and Olivia is 19, and then you get Jono, who is the best man. So the night before the wedding, you get the wedding party shows up, and so it's obviously the bride and the groom, Uh, there's like four ushers and their wives, and then Hannah and charlie show up because charlie is gonna like MC the wedding and then olivia's there and then jules mom but like will's parents like couldn't basically basically just couldn't be bothered to like show up the night before mm. and then uh jules dad and his fifth wife fifth yes yeah, the fifth wife jesus couldn't make it like the night before or something because of like the twins that they have now who are like two or something um so you're kind of like going through all these people's like 
you're basically building up to like what the hell happened on the wedding night that is the scream and this murder that you know is coming up um and so like not a lot actually happens like you spend most of these chapters like getting people's like like when it's hannah's chapter most of it is spent like her being like oh yeah like semi-jealous but not really jealous of jewels and like charlie went to the stag do but then like has not spoken anything of it and like you can tell he's kind of the butt of the joke when like all the ushers are there because so how will and then the best man and all the ushers they all went to the school they all went to like school together when they were kids Mm -hmm. but it was like a private boarding school and there was this thing that they did it was this game quote-unquote game that they played called survive where the older kids would take a younger kid and would blindfold them and go drop them off in the middle of the night somewhere like maybe naked maybe tied up whatever and they had to like find their way back and like you don't know like there was like an accident that happened at one point and like you kind of assume that a kid probably died in the accident but then the school let it like the school knew that it happened and it kept happening and then will's dad is the headmaster of the school and so he was able to like get away with a lot of things Mm -hmm. and so Hannah is basically like, I don't know, like, what happened on this, and, like, Charlie always acts weird when he's around, like, up more people who have, like, more money and, like, posh people, so she's kind of, like, annoyed at that, and she's just kind of trying to, like, do her part, and she's, like, a mama, Mm -hmm. too, and so she always feels like all the ushers are kind of, like, making fun of her because she's, like, a little softer around the edges because she had babies and shit, and so that's, like, the majority of her chapters, and then Olivia's chapters, so she's, like, 19, she had like had this boyfriend forever and he dumped her and started dating her best friend and she dropped out of uni and like so she's been going through like all kinds of problems and like Jules hates her basically because she is way closer with their mom Jules has this and so like everybody kind of like has their own secret like I guess I don't think Hannah well no Hannah does because she has like a sister that you don't really learn about until like way later on but she like gets upset whenever the sister is like brought up Hmm. but so everyone has like a secret so like as like the chapters are going to you're kind of trying to figure out like what is everybody's secret like why is olivia so upset i mean like yeah that's a shitty thing and you're only 19 but like you're like she like falls into like this depression and like everybody is like this is just ever but like jules and the mom are kind of like shit to her about the fact that, like Yikes. like she's literally lost probably like 50 60 pounds since this like is like oh shit unhealthily skinny and it's like y'all should like do something about this um mm-hmm. and then and like jules is just like it's not like this is her big day and she has all this money and like her and will have only known each other for like six months and now they're engaged and so she's like and everybody like when you know you know but everyone is just so weird about it and it's like well yeah hun that, that's a normal reaction for people to be like yeah. a little concerned Hesitant. but like she doesn't care and the only reason that she picked this location uh for the wedding is because um Aoife, who is the wedding planner, who her and her husband, like, own the Folly and the island and stuff, mm-hmm. gave her, like, a 50% discount because she knows that this whole wedding is going to get a really big write-up in her online magazine, and so she's going to get all of this, like, future business. Um, That's good. But uh, Jules isn't, like, super close with her dad, and, like, her dad is not paying for the wedding, so she's like, yeah, like, I kind of only, ha- like, I had to pick this place, because she, like, put out a thing in her magazine, and was like, tell me why I should get married at your place, and when you have a magazine. Yeah, Eva's not an idiot. She's, like, she knows. She's like, I, like, I can take a hit on your wedding, because it's gonna work out really well, because, like, all the locals are, like, no, that place is cursed. Like, 
don't freaking go there. Like, y'all are stupid. Why would you ever do this? I don't think I would get married somewhere cursed, or at least even if it was local lore, I don't think I would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know that I would. Well, I don't know. It seems risky. Yeah. And there's like a, like a um, cemetery there and everything like that. And like, Aoife gets weird when people like go to the cemetery and you don't really know why. Like, she's like, oh, like a lot of the headstones are just old. And like, mm-hmm. and there's like a bog that like you could totally get like smirked into and like quicksanded basically and like die in this bog. And people have died in bogs and stuff. So you're kind of like, this whole place is like kind of weird and sketchy. There's like no cell service unless you go to like this one random like square. So, like, um, Aoife is another one of the characters. She's the wedding planner. She's uh, She gets her own chapters, too. And she kind of just, like, helps, like, move things along, basically. It's, like, what her chapters are mainly for. Um, and then there's Jono. Gotcha. So, Jono is the best man. Um, and he, so he went to the school, the same school as, like, everybody else. But he went on a rugby scholarship where everybody else went because their parents have money. And so he's kind of mm. always been, like, the outcast and, like, the butt of the jokes and he forgot his suit at home but he like lives in the middle of nowhere so nobody can go get it for him so he has to like borrow will's suit which is too small and like jono's not like so will is like beautiful and jono is like not and so there's kind of like that contrast not beautiful that's the only description just not beautiful yeah he's like a little bit bigger so he used to be like super into all the outdoorsy stuff too and he like taught all of it at like this place i guess um and I think he recently lost that job or something like that. And so he's gotten a little bit bigger because he drinks a lot, which it happens, mm-hmm. whatevs. You know. Yeah. So, uh, but he also screen tested for the show Survive the Night that Will ended up getting. And so he's like kind of bitter because he's like, I mean, I just like wasn't the right fit apparently. Like I'm not pretty enough for an outdoorsy survival show or something like that. And then, but he, and he also, like, has, like, all the secrets. Like, the main reason that he is best man is just because he, like, knows all of Will's secrets. And that's, like, kind of the only reason they're still friends. But you don't know. Like, so I, I didn't finish the book. The I have, reason. like, I have, like, 30 pages or 70 pages left. And at this point, like, you don't necessarily, like, know what all the secrets are. Like, you have, like, an idea, like, like, a kid probably died on. Yeah, it's alluded to some stuff, but not for sure. And, like you know that like will got really good like grades and these like final tests but then you're like okay you know like will had something to do with it and you're like well did he help him cheat like you don't know what it is but you what know, was it yeah. yeah you know that jono had a hand in helping will get these great mm. grades to get into the interesting college. um and so for the most part it pretty much just like kind of goes back and forth and so then you end up figuring out a little bit more of Olivia's story because Olivia and Hannah kind of bond because Hannah is like just annoyed with like all the men and she's annoyed with her husband because he like one he acts like different around posh people but he won't admit it and then when he like starts to drink he gets like kind of angry and becomes like a different person so she's just like they start like playing some card game like so gross oh because Jono um after he like lost his job or quit his job he started doing like whiskey so he like makes whiskey now and it's all the whiskey that's gonna be at the wedding is his whiskey and apparently it's really good but they like start this card game so they take like whiskey and red wine and like some sauce from the dinner and they it's basically like king's cup where you just dump everything in and have to drink it it's disgusting and hannah is like tired of it she's like charlie's being a fucking piece of shit because he's drinking (laughs) 
because she like tried to like make eyes with him and was like don't fucking play this game and they were like yeah. oh she he got she got you on a leash and charlie's like <laughs> no meh. last thing men want yeah she's like okay yeah i'm going to bed bye and so she like runs into olivia and is like hey yeah so uh, i'm trying to hide because i don't want to be around them it's like her and olivia kind of bond okay. and like hannah starts to like kind of like take an interest and like realize that olivia is like, not doing okay like everyone else might be writing her off but she's like seeing the signs um and so she basically talks to olivia into like telling her what happened and she finds mm-hmm. and then you find out that olivia's boyfriend so olivia's boyfriend like broke up with her started dating her best friend they're super flaunting it on social media but wow then, shitty yeah and so then all her other friends are like oh you just need to like meet another man and move on so she like joins a dating app and like pretends to be this person named Bella, who's like twenty six, and so she ends up. That's like, how you meet a real person is by pretending to be another person. Yeah, well, she doesn't want to like make it any like I don't know. Maybe she just want to make it long term, but um, so she like goes out with this guy like multiple times. And, like the sex is supposed to be really good, but she's like he's older, whatever, whatever, and then she like makes an ass of herself at this event she finally decides that she wants to like go on like a proper date so she like takes him to this event that jules is having and like totally makes an ass of herself and like everything is ruined um and like other things happen after that but that's towards the end and it starts giving more things away about her story and like how like everybody else kind of like everybody else's lies kind of start getting wrapping up so how many pages did you say this book was it's just over 300 pages oh so it's like a pretty short book yeah and like the font I, I is like that short yeah well and it's also like a book of the month and so like the book has to, for all of the book of the months that all the books are the same height and so it's kind of like a bigger font with like bigger spacing too so like when it comes into paperback like it'll probably be like a 200 page book i would guess so question about book of the month yeah are there like five books you pick from mm-hmm. or do they just yeah, so there's, like, five different ones on, like, different, and there's a different category, so there's always, like, a mystery, thriller, murdery one, um, a nonfiction, a historical fiction, a chiclet, and then, like, a fifth. It's, like, 20 a month? Uh, it's 15 bucks a month. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, and then you pick whatever, and they're all, like, like, so this book technically doesn't come out till June, and so they're all pre-releases, um, and then you can skip whatever, but, like, if there's, like, like I skipped May because I didn't want any. I of might them, do so. this. I love it. We are not sponsored by Book of the Month, but no. if they wanted to sponsor if, us, we'd be all that for would be it. Awesome. I'm just very curious because this is up my alley, and I hadn't asked a lot of questions yet. Yeah, I'll send you a oh. referral code in case you decide to do it. So please do. I mean, I might be moving. Who knows? Yeah. So. Yeah. Need books. Uh, yeah, seriously, I need to start filling up the shelves, and they're all the same height, and so they they look really nice together on a shelf like well see all my books are packed so this is perfect i just need to refill my shelves so i have more books to pack perfect i love it i love it Um, okay well how many stars would you give this book then at this point three and a half because i'm 230 pages in and i i feel like only in like the last like 20 30 pages things have kind of started wrapping up like the first 200 pages just kind of felt like filler and it's a lot of the characters like emotions and how they're feeling about situations mm. yeah you and were like, saying it felt kind of slow yeah and like yeah like not a lot is really going on you're like okay yeah you're like on this island and you're upset with your husband and you keep secrets from your significant other and we don't know what happened we don't know what happened on the stag yet and stuff like that and like hannah feels inferior because they don't have money and stuff like that you know so 
I think once I like finish these last 70 pages, like I have a feeling it'll probably go up to like from three and a half to a good four stars. Cause I, okay. I do think like it is starting to wrap up at this point and like all of the like lies and the secrets that people have, like you already learned two of them and like both of them. I was just like, one of them I did not fucking see coming at all. One of them I was like, I bet this guy did this because he's a fucking douchebag and it's right up his douchebag alley. And then you find out he actually did and you're like, wow really thought you were gonna rise above what how i thought you were gonna be but no you're just as terrible you're just as awful as i expected so i do think that like the last 70 will get it like a good half a half a star okay. to bring it up to four but it's just it there was so much of the book of like real life of like real people emotions which is not what i wanted in a murder book um, but you do randomly Same. jump back from like the day before to the morning of to like the now where the, like the scream happens and then like a waitress shows up and she's like there's a body out there but there's a giant ass storm and the ushers are like we're men we're gonna go find the body and so they like go to Classic. go out to like find the body and then somebody comes out and they have like a knife and you're like who the fuck has a knife like what is happening so like it does have a good like intrigue of like that like when you get those ones you're like okay what's happening who gets murdered like what happened right there she's saving it to the very very end so but yeah i'll be sure and update everybody once i finish it this yeah we'll have to touch base i'm i'm expecting that i i mean the last two hours everything's gonna come as a head mm-hmm. so i wouldn't have discussed any further anyway in my book yeah you I know, probably wouldn't like, I'm at that point where things are coming together. I just don't know how they connect yet. I yeah. Gonna... I, I probably would have stopped here anyways in like my telling of it. Right. Especially since like the book doesn't actually come out till June. So like I want people to be able to still like get it. And like there's a ton of oh, stuff that sure. do happen that I did not talk about. Like and you get all like the people's feelings and stuff, but absolutely. I wow, think some it would solid picks forward. this week. I think we yeah. both like power read slash listen through our books this week too. I mean, mine was like 11 hours. I listened to it on like one and a half speed. Like I was like, I'm getting through this book. Yeah. I definitely sat down and was like speed reading, like taking my days yep. from like high school reading. I'm like, okay, go, go. Like. I really thought quarantine would mean I had more reading time, but it honestly feels like less because while I'm home, I'm trying to clean and I can't multitask. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's because I'm not like putting specific time to like actually read a book. I think. Yeah. It's because I'm, I'm so. always finding other things to do. Yeah, I always versus, like there's other stuff I should be doing. Yeah, versus like normally where I'm like, yeah, I can like take a break and enjoy this. It's fine. But. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what are we going to talk about next week? So next week we have, uh, oh, right. We picked another quarantine topic. Yeah. But like adjacently quarantine. So we're going to look for books that our favorite TV characters are reading because all of us are watching a ton of Netflix and Hulu right now. And I'm sure there are other providers out there, but those are my top two picks. (laughs) Disney plus is a contender, but they don't have osmosis Jones, which I felt was very quarantine appropriate, but they don't have it. And I'm upset about it. Bummer. Anyways, because we're all watching so much television, we thought, what are our favorite TV characters reading? When I watch Schitt's Creek, Stevie's usually reading something. When I watch Gilmore Girls, obviously Rory's always reading something. So next week, let's pick something that our favorite television character is reading. What are they up to? Make us branch out, too, because we also have to do a little bit of research. So Yeah, a little bit of extra work involved here. Yeah, it's fun. Love it. Uh, but everyone, uh, reach out. Let us know what you'd rather be doing, book topic. Uh, give us some more ideas on what you have. 
we're running out not gonna lie yeah the only other one i had is a book i've read and it's like something about being at a cabin which also has to do with kidnapping and murder so i mean all of mine are about kidnapping and murder so yeah none of mine had like a great outcome in the end there uh but we are on instagram at isn't it past your bedtime and twitter iipyb underscore pod you can check out our website if you're interested in seeing what else we have read. All of our archives are available there at isn'titpastyourbedtime.com. Yeah. You can send us an email, isn'titpastyourbedtime at gmail. And please rate, review, subscribe. I think we're on almost everywhere you could possibly listen to podcasts. If there's something we've missed, let us know. Yeah. It's been a while since we asked you guys to let us know if there's somewhere else you'd rather listen. So you never know hit us up and we will talk to y'all in a fortnight. Bye. Bye.